It's filtering out the flute again, Ted. <laughs> no flutes coming through. There's no flute. Oh, uh, man, it's because I had noise suppression turned on. All right, hold up. Hold up. <laughs> oh, you're getting really good. That's a good little tune. I know. It's, kind of, it's kind of funny how I'm like getting... <laughs> when I bought it as a joke, yeah. uh, that was a cl- classic Dungeon Master Level One start right there. It's noise suppression on, the gag not coming through. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, 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 I mean, we, you know, we found our niche, our niche, and we're yeah. We're, yeah. we're building it. Uh, you know what else was a fun part about that was we uh, did not have do not Deter- disturb turned on, so we got a nice big old ding right in the middle of that. <laughs> I oh, I, did, I don't think that came through. I didn't get that. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, I didn't hear that. So that's good. All right. Well, anyways, welcome to Dungeon Master I'm, I'm, Level I'm, One, the podcast about new Dungeon Master and his new Dungeon Master players. Uh, mm. So uh, we had a great session, in my opinion, hopefully for the players as well on Tuesday. Ted, do you want to walk us? Oh, and my name is Merritt Smith, the Dungeon Master. With me, as always, is my amigo especial, Ted. <laughs> it's a different introduction each week, which I adore. That's how you keep people coming back, folks. You let them, you make them wonder, what is, how is he going to introduce How's he going to introduce week, Ted this week? Geese. Last week, a couple of geese. This week, amigo especial. Is that what you said? Yeah, I immediately forgot. Yep, that's right. <laughs> Instantly, um, that's forgot. just kind of a fun thing that I do. Is I in my older age, is I just forget stuff, and I it's not bothering me as much as it used to. Um, okay, so what happened in this sesh? I'm just going to preface it right now by saying it was a combat. It was a combat. Session. It was a combat session. We had a lot of combat. We had a lot of baddies, mm-hmm. and um, it took a while to complete the combat i would say we were in combat for if you watched the stream about an hour and a half yeah. an hour and 45 yeah i'd say an hour 45 it, i was i we were going through it and i thought it was going well and having a lot of fun and then i look at the time and we've been playing for an hour and 25 minutes and i was like holy yep. cow this is going for a yes. while and it's not really close to being done it like yes the, the tide had shifted in your favor. I think the cards were on the table, but there was still like some things to get played out. There was a lot. There was a lot of stuff that we had to do. So I actually want to push pause because I need to talk. I need mm-hmm. to get something off mm-hmm. my chest. Mm-hmm. And Go this for is it. not related to D&D at all. <laughs> I got online mm-hmm. for a PlayStation 5 drop today. Well, actually, mm-hmm. let me back up. Let me back up. Let me back up. So I joined a Discord server okay. that will notify me when uh, stock has been replenished for mm-hmm. hard to come by tech items, specifically graphics cards. Sure, 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 sure. Slash yeah, yeah, PlayStation yeah, yeah, 5. Yeah, 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 yeah. Smart. Slash Xbox Series X. Smart. It was like, I bet I can just check the thing and get lucky. That's not how it works anymore, folks. Mm-hmm. No, you need to use the technology that we have at our disposal the, yep, and it yep. involves learning discord and joining a discord that, that will notify you because those filthy the filthy scalpers are using yep. all the tech tools and yep. if you want to be able to compete you've got to step it up and go and use what's available yep. to you absolutely so here's what happened uh best buy did a big drop of the rtx 30 series and i was like dang nice maybe i can get an rtx 3080 ti is it a $1,500 graphics card? Yes, it is. Ooh, mama. If, if I was able to purchase it, I would have gone further into debt to purchase it. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Crypto's the future. That, Who knows? Maybe it's not. No, because that card will last you eight years, eight or 10 years really? in a computer. 100%. Yeah. Right. And I'm not going to do any VR. I'm always mm-hmm. going to be playing games on a screen. I will never put an apparatus on my head. Zuckerberg. <laughs> anyway, so I put this card in my... In, in the cart and it's like cool add it to the cart and i'm like holy moly am i going to be able to purchase one of these i wait about 10 minutes in best buys like okay we just need to verify your stuff and it says verify your info i verify it says please wait verify your info i click verify please wait this happened about 10 to 11 times uh... until it just said oh it's sold out sorry yep so then i scrolled through Found some others that were still technically available. Tried to get those. Same thing happened. And I was like, okay, I just didn't get here early enough is what happened. Mm. I missed the tweet or the Discord thing that said, 
hey, these things are live. I think it was about 45 minutes late. And by that point, it's it's a, it was a done deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I get a notification that says, guess what? This link is live right now. You got to go right now. So I right now. got very close to getting a PS5 with the disk drive mm. from Best Buy, but there weren't any available in my area, but I probably could have gotten one elsewhere but it was at that point it's like i'm not going to drive to yeah. utah to go to yeah. go pick up a playstation 5 that's not going to happen so i'm like bummer 30 minutes later i get another notification that the digital version is now mm -hmm. live mm -hmm. and i'm mm -hmm. like okay i log on i add it to my cart at this point i learned i'm going to actually update my best buy profile and just stay logged in yeah so smart I'm, so that's all verified I, they don't need to go through that extra verification step I log in. They're like, please wait. And I'm like, okay. And it doesn't give me the verify info uh, spam. So I'm like, this is looking good. 45 minutes go by with this thing in my in my dock. I'm also working from home. So I'm like trying to do work. I had to like make lunch really quick. I'm like making lunch really quick. Mm -hmm. I'm like checking the computer, looking, checking the computer, checking the computer. I stepped away for three minutes. Spilling lunch on your shirt. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Spilling lunch on my shirt, all about it. They used to call me food stain in high school, and I hated them for it. I'll never forgive them. Still remember Did that. Did they really? That later. one's terrible. You better That's you better so it. bad. Oh, you my God. And, oh, baby, would they love to hang out with me now? But guess what? Mm. You never will. Anyway. Uh, that's so arrogant. What I just said. <laughs> but anyway, so I come back three minutes later, food all over my face, all over my shirt, and it says verify info. And I'm like, holy crap, how long has it been sitting at verify info? I click verify info, <sighs> sold out, baby. Yeah, missed it. I got so mad. That sucks, dude. That sucks. It was a bummer. But here's the thing I joined that Discord server today. Mm hmm. I was already much closer to getting sure. a graphics card yeah. or PlayStation 5 than I've been in the past two years. That's smart. That's cool. So, yeah, I'm like, I'm, my computer's doing fine. It just is booting up a little bit slower than it used to. Like, it's like that, mm. it, you know, that initial phase where like you're on the home screen, but you can't like really open anything yet. And it's still like running through, through some stuff. That used right. to be like three, four seconds. It's creeping up into like the 2530 where it's a lot mm. more noticeable and frustrating and yeah. I can live with it. I'm fine, but it is starting to be like, oh, please, like this is such a bad time to have something fail in a computer system. Like yep. it, it would really suck. So, you know, I think I'm going to uh, do a little bit of a dusting, clean out the CPU fan, clean the, the oh, yeah. dust filters, mm -hmm. give it a little TLC. Tell her oh, race and install could help. Tell her how much I love my uh, big green mean machine. <laughs> <laughs> you could always erase everything and reinstall the operating yeah, system. Yeah, that's that true. Yeah, too. I could. I could Might do that be a too. Software issue. Yeah. Um. But anyway. Anyway. Yeah, that's so I, that's sort of at the forefront of my mind. <laughs> um. Also, we bought a new couch, and I have to take the old one nice. out to the curb. Oh, uh, that sucks. Before but... trash. Well, it's okay. I I had to like submit. <laughs> okay, this is the last non D and D related topic. Lies. I'm lying as soon as I say that. But. Uh, <laughs> The second D&D unrelated topic I want to talk about, and this is super mundane, folks, but in Los Angeles, I was curious. I was like, hey, wait a minute. If I want to put like something bulky out on the street, how do I get rid of that? Mm -hmm. And because in New York, it was very, they were very clear that like, okay, before trash collection day, it has to be packaged in a specific way, mm -hmm. and it has to be out on the curb, and we'll take it, but it has to be like the day before yeah. they actually come to do a yeah. collection. Or else your building will get fined, but who cares because it's your landlord, and they're probably a slumlord anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so I logged on and I said, okay, cool. I did not get a PlayStation five, but how can I get rid of this couch? <laughs> Turns out it's super easy. You just tell mm. the department of sanitation, Hey, I have a couch. And they're like, where's it going to be? I'm like, it's going to be on the curb. And they're like, great. Put it out before 6am. See you later. We might be supposed to do that, but like just only to like, let them know that like to have the bulk truck come down our street but if mm. we don't i think the regular truck like radios the bulk truck and it's right. just like whatever we want just put it on the curb and it's gone and if it's metal people just like drive around on recycling yep. days and like just grab all the metal so that's easy yeah. but uh that's been uh this week's patented ted's tangents <laughs> It's time for Ted's Tangents. Hold on, folks. I got a theme song. I almost just broke my flute. Hold on. I got a theme Ooh, song. That would have been unfortunate. Ooh, it's a tangent. It's a Ted's Tangent. 
Um, anyway. All right. Yeah, so that's my TED tangent for this week. <laughs> tune in in 20 minutes when I have a tangent about something completely unrelated. Back to the game. The heroes uh, were leaving their confrontation with Greg the Wizard mm-hmm. at the um, orb of power on this continent that they had found and got to and uh greg made the threat like you can come after me if you want but the people in the town of desire the old west town nearby are going to suffer if you do basically giving you a choice to run after him or head back to the town to uh save people and our heroes made the noble choice of going back to the town after uh using the push lever mining cart uh, by the two smallest and weakest individuals <laughs> pump, mm-hmm. pumping the lever, uh, they arrive back in town to find it under attack by some undead. Uh, you know, the wagons had been dragged into the street and smashed and set aflame. Uh, some uh, skeletal cowboys with rifles had set up mm-hmm. on the rooftops, and uh, some undead. Uh, zombie cowboys were trying to break down the church door where the residents of the town had uh, taken shelter and was be- were being protected by Bishop, the uh, Ned Flanders-friendly priest in the town with a demon trapped inside of him. Uh, who? Oh, that, that's, is that what you're going for? The Ned Flanders? Yeah, yeah. He's remember because we we did the we did the gag where he, he's he's his yeah. first word was well oh, welcome well oh, yes. and then he cleared his throat and was super friendly. And then you learned mm-hmm. he also actually did have a demon trapped inside of him that would occasionally curse at you and uh, say uh, devilish things. Classic. Um, Classic demon. So, yeah. Move. So the, the heroes had to work their way down the main street of the town um, to help the people before they the bishop was overrun and they broke through the church doors. What do you think, Ted? I thought it was great. I think that the combat was fun. I thought it was very imaginative. I love the idea of introducing a town that is then in shambles when you come back. Mm-hmm. That's a fun trope. Um, I'm just going to like be very brief with the combat because yeah. the combat took a long it time. Did. And combat can be a slog. But the whole time I was engaged and I was trying to think of creative solutions because that's the thing about D&D is you can really be as creative as you like. Mm-hmm. And that brings us to this week's sponsor, the Creative Solutions Podcast. Learn a new skill on Skillshare. That's not a thing that we have. Can you imagine if we actually, if anybody listened to this and actually sponsored us? <laughs> that would be, um, that would be incredible. So, but um, that would be, would it be? I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't wanna, I, it would it have to. Be, but, here's the thing. I think it would have to fit. It would have to fit within D and D. I wouldn't right. want it to just be any random thing. But it, no one's right. ever going to do he that. Just, and uh, it's you fine. know what? I think it's time for another our continuing segment. Ted's tangents. Here we go, folks. It's a tangent from Ted. So here's the deal. Um, I think the people who advertise on podcasts and they kind of just don't really have any thought or reason into who mm. it is as long as they're signing a check. I think that's messed up. And I think that you should be a little bit more strategic in who you choose to do business with. Because at the end of the day, we're all just shilling something. Okay. This has been Ted's tangent. Okay, let's get back to Good the campaign. tangent. Yeah. Um, so, your idea, your you said something about creative solutions, and I thought everyone did a great job coming up with some creative ideas. Um, that you immediately used your mithril grappling staff perfectly, yep. uh, mm-hmm. and got yourself from way out up onto a rooftop that you. That's exactly how I envisioned it being used. It was awesome to see it being used that way. Um, you learned a little lesson in that once you've used it, it takes five minutes uh, before you can use it again. You know, that's the magical energy of the staff needing to recharge. So, uh, you know, I know you'll be um, more selective in how you use it, whether you use it as a ranged weapon um, or use it as a maneuverability choice. Uh, so mm-hmm. I think that'll be interesting to see going forwards. Um, Sam playing barter, I thought something did incredibly creative that I never would have thought of that he ran up and took shelter behind one of the burning carts. And I was like, Ooh, that's kind of a dangerous place to be. But then he stuck his arrow into the fire to light the arrow on fire and give it extra fire damage, which was incredible. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, Sam. I think technically he would have needed to have 
a stock of fire arrows specifically because mm. like you can't mm-hmm. just get the shaft to light on fire that takes right more time that's the equivalent of lighting a piece of wood on fire you'd need an oil soaked rag on it but i think we'll give him a pa- i only thought of it afterwards and we'll give him a pass because barter is the kind of character who would have a variety of arrows at his disposal he comes very prepared for everything um so I think he would have had a couple of flame arrows in his quiver. Uh, he might have, you know, sort of almost like a Hawkeye situation. He would have had maybe like a rope arrow in there. He would have had a couple of other varieties, maybe a poison arrow. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, I think we will retcon that he was equipped for that. And I'll give you a little peek. Uh, at the end of the session, he did the... Uh, Wolfhound, not Wolfhound, the uh, dire wolf on the ship that he's he's trying to befriend uh, led him to a crate, uh, a chest that people had not yet found that was addressed to him. And inside were a couple of special items that he will learn more about. And I think in there we will find there will also be a stockpile of special arrows that he can select from for future endeavors. Um, nice. So I, I think that he would have some of those things come become equipped. Um, and then my brother, right, playing uh, the Aarakocra cleric Lek, did mm-hmm. something really cool. I had forgotten about his Javelin of Lightning, and not only did he use it to great uh, results, he did it in a neat oh, way. Yeah, he did. That was like because he was really far away at the edge. And I think he was on top of a building with another building in between him and his target. And so he made use of his flight to get high enough into the air to be able to hit that target. And it did. It killed one guy, took a chunk out of another. Um, So it did a, a really, really good job. He went about using it in a really creative way. Um, and again, to remind our listener that his character lack grew up in creativity or creativity, Mm -hmm. captivity. Um, so he has limited flight. He doesn't have his full range and he can't sustain flight. So he's sort of like it. It's more of like a, um, enhanced jump at this point. He can travel further. He can get up in the air, get higher than you could with a jump, but he can't stay up in the air right now um right so that's what he did and it worked awesome um so those are i think the highlights from combat uh raccoon did a great job doing what a barbarian does and just tanking hits and smashing down on um the zombies he he took out two or three of them single-handedly pretty much and uh was a you know the focus of their attack and took very it was just tanking the damage because of his rage ability taking half damage for everything so he did a great job um mm-hmm. yeah he really uh he really uh did a lot of damage yeah that was wild yeah so one thing i wanted to talk about with this was i set up this encounter i i get I've mentioned this before. There's a tool, a uh, kobold club that helps you calculate how difficult a oh, yeah, encounter yeah, 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 yeah. is. I looked this up and there are some real bad, bad encounters you can do. Yeah. It's, it's cool. Um, the calculator is cool. It, Cause you know, being a first time DM, I want to create balanced encounters. I want to, but also keep them engaging and fun. Setting this one up. I actually set this one to deadly. I was yeah, I cranked. Oh, Mary, you're bad. I cranked the difficulty on this, um, partially because you had the assistance of Alexandria, um, the wizard and Bishop, the cleric there with you. Right. Uh, right. 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 I right. still factored them in to the calculate calculation, so I set this to six players at level two, um, which is what everyone was, <laughs> and then, um. I made it a deadly encounter because I also remembered you have some healing potions, you have some extra uh, extra healing spells, you have some magical items. Will we use the healing potions? Who knows, folks? <laughs> We're just going to tune in you didn't, for the next 100 weeks. You didn't need them. I, like, no, that's true. We didn't. I, you guys did 
rolled so well and did so well. Some of the enemies rolled really poorly. Uh, Bishop rolled incredibly well, just one-shotting guys with his rifle. Um, and you got to the other side of the town and started messing with him, the, the uh, cultist down there so quick and got him down that he missed out on his next round of raising undead. And... Mm-hmm. You got you crushed the encounter, which was so cool to see. I I think what I should have done, what and what I originally had planned was I had more enemies further down into the town, um, mm-hmm. which would have slowed your progress up, or you would have had to have like made more sacrifice to get up to stop the cultist. Um, like I think I originally had two riflemen further down towards where you were coming in, which would have made it a much different encounter from the start. Um, right. What did you feel about like the size of the map for the combat? Cause you guys had to travel a long distance. It was a yeah. big map. I think it took longer just because we did have to scoot a ways mm-hmm. yeah. to get to the encounter. And there were also obstacles. Mm-hmm. Um, also the thing that was interesting was trying to get to um, the, uh, 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 uh just to get to the the action and we kind of had to split up, you know, we kind of had to split uh, divide and conquer. If you will, I was, I went left. Everyone else I think went right. Maybe um, no pun intended. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, Well, raccoon went straight down the middle, you know, being the good Goliath barbarian. He just charged ahead and, he sure did. Started smashing. And I love that he was like... Hashtag, what would Raccoon do? What would Raccoon do? <laughs> I love that he was... Uh, he asked, like, okay, you know, people talked about how do we get over these burning barricades? And I said, well, you can jump over them. Um, and depending on how you roll, you might take some fire damage. Like, if you get a low mm-hmm. roll on your acrobatics check, because you're not just jumping, you're leaping over something, you might take fire damage. And so Barter was like... I'll find another way around, and he did. And Raccoon, once Steve was reminded, you're a Raging Barbarian, you take half damage. Mm-hmm. Um, he was just like, oh, I'm just going through it. <laughs> and he does. Yeah. He did. And did it, yeah. And just went right over it. And he also rolled really well in his acrobatics, so he didn't even get touched by the flame, if I remember correctly. Um, so that was really cool. All right. Uh, yeah. you have that any? Dope. I, I have another we, thought to get to, but okay. if you have something else to say, let's take care of any thoughts you have right now. Surprisingly, I don't have anything to say. <laughs> Blank slate. I can't believe it. Blank slate. All right. I mean, you know, it's pretty self-explanatory. You know, it was a combat heavy. Cool. Let's keep it. Let's, let's move. Let's how move did you? How would you like the mechanic of an enemy sum, summoning more enemies? Um, Hated it. <laughs> Uh, not because I didn't I didn't hate it from a from a gameplay perspective. I was just like, it's like when um, okay. So the equation I'll make is um, to take a step back. It's time for another Ted's tangent, folks. <laughs> let me uh, get the let me get the flute to hold up. It's time for another another edition of everyone's favorite segment, Ted's tangents. Ooh, it's a tangent. <laughs> um, here's the deal. Do you remember in Final Fantasy IV? Uh, AKA Final Fantasy II on the Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. It was released in 1991. Somewhere in there. Does, somebody's going to correct me. Uh, one of our listener, singular, thank you for listening, uh, is going to correct me. You're going to look it up and just leave <laughs> you on Twitter because I will never mm-hmm. share my Twitter feed on this. Um, <laughs> I'll use Twitter for um, console and graphics card drops, folks. Anyway, there's a boss battle with these three enemies called the Magus Sisters. Cindy, Mindy, and I forget the third one's name. Okay. But Mindy. Cindy, Mindy, and I said Mindy already, didn't I? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Well, it doesn't matter. Somebody's going to correct me again. Mm-hmm. We got two things to talk to Merritt about at the Irish Roger on Twitter. <laughs> the idea is there's, there, are, there are these three sisters. They have a lot of it. HP. You're kind of like grinding through this tower. And one of them in the middle will resurrect the other two who have okay. like this really powerful attack. So you're thinking, okay, let me get rid of these like heavy hitters, but then she'll just keep resurrecting them. Sure. And the one gotcha. in the middle who has, who resurrects the others has three or four times as many hit points. Mm. So it kind of like instilled this, um, 
not rage, but just this. It, it, it took me back. You to had a little. Time you of, had a little flashback. A little flashback, and I was like, "Man, this is really, really tough." I'm gonna. But, I'm gonna out myself a little bit here. I actually don't remember that from Final Fantasy IV because I never played Final Fantasy IV. Uh, so you don't, well, you wouldn't. You can't remember something if you don't have a memory of it in the first place. Right. Merit. My first uh, venture into uh, video games was the Nintendo sixty four. My parents were opposed to getting one before then. So um, what? My, I didn't you never had a Super Nintendo. We're the same age. What the I heck? know. My early console chops are. Um, your parents on the podcast. Yeah. I need to set them straight. <laughs> Um, yeah. Honestly, though, I kind of get it. It was probably, you know, I think about it sometimes about the consoles and how they're like hard to find now. And I know apparently I don't have any recollection of this because you know I grew up and didn't even wasn't even aware of something called like uh, going to a mall at six a.m. Mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. waiting in line. For yeah, a yeah, yeah, yeah. But when the Super Nintendo, when the regular Nintendo came out, apparently it was the hot ticket item that Christmas, mm-hmm. so they were hard to find. Yeah. Um, I don't have any recollection of that. The original Nintendo came out before I was, I mean, I was barely conscious and then I started playing it and I was, folks, I was bad at video games when I was a kid. And guess what? I'm still bad, bad at those bad video games. Now. I'm going to start a Twitch stream of just me being bad at video games just to <laughs> make everybody mad and it's going <laughs> to pop off. Um, but the Super Nintendo, I think was similar where they had, they were, it was also a difficult console to find. Yeah. And yeah. I have a very vivid memory of, my brother and I were like, we want one for Christmas. And we got one, but my parents addressed the package to my brother. And my brother oh. was like, oh, it's mine. You can't play my Super Nintendo. Like, why, what are you doing playing like my Super Nintendo? He wasn't Oh, dirty. Was, they did you dirty. They did you dirty. Yeah. Um, uh, but what did I get that year? Puzzle glue, folks, because I love doing puzzles and I couldn't wait to put a puzzle together. <laughs> Your brother gets a multi-hundred dollar console. You get an eight dollar yep. bottle of glue. <laughs> yep. You better believe it. You know, what's really funny. This is how dumb I was as a kid. You'll love this. So I got, I got I'm looking at the package of puzzle glue and it's like a cylinder and it's wrapped and I'm sh- and I shake it and it's like liquid in there. And I'm like, oh. My parents got me a fish. <laughs> I saw you taking a drink as I was saying that, and I was like, bad idea, Merritt. You're not going to like what I'm about to say. Here comes a snarf. <laughs> I oh, thought my parents bottle of- bought a fish, put it in a glass jar with the lid closed, and wrapped it in paper. And then, and then you shook it. You thought it was a fish, and you shook it. And I was like... I shook it and was like, oh, what if it's a fish? Uh, it was puzzle glue, folks. Puzzle glue. Puzzle glue is the answer. Um, uh, anyway, awesome. yeah, so Super Nintendo, sorry you didn't get, get one, but the Nintendo 64 was also legit. Yeah. Hey, did you do that Nintendo Switch Online thing with the 64 games added? I haven't done it yet. No, I got, I actually, I got a Switch for Christmas and I, uh, have been doing Breath of the Wild, so I haven't activated my oh, baby. Yeah. Oh baby, oh, oh man, oh baby, that so game good. is so good. It's so mm-hmm. good. I'm trying to, I'm trying to go slow with it. I don't want to rush through it. I'm, I'm, I'm playing it slowly in segments and taking my time. Um, Dude, wait till you get Mario Odyssey too. Oh yeah, those yep. both of those games are masterpieces. Yeah. and I'm not even. I, I remember playing Mario 64, and everyone was like, "It's a game changer." Everyone loved Mario 64. Mm-hmm. Folks, I suck at video games. I did not like Mario 64. It was way too hard for me. Uh, yeah, you know, I kind of feel the same. I feel Mario felt... Sunshine, everybody loves. Very hard mm-hmm. for me as well. Very, very difficult. You know what game was the first 3D Mario that I was really into was Galaxy. Yep. So when they re-released Galaxy, I was like, I'm in. Can't wait. Mm. I can't wait for Galaxy 2 to be re-released because both of those games are chef's yeah. kiss masterpiece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, anyway, so... Uh, yeah, I uh, the combat, the game, D and D, the point of this podcast. <laughs> and folks, that was another Ted's tangent that we looped Merritt into. Welcome to a new segment called Ted and Merritt Tangents. Ooh, Ted and Merritt on a tangent. All right, all right. So uh, after finishing combat, killing the cultist, mm-hmm. killing the rest of the zombies and the uh, cowboy rifle skeletons, um, you guys did. 
what I hoped you would and searched the cultist for clues and anything you might have on them. Uh, I didn't even think of it, to be honest with you. Yeah. The, after like an hour and 45 minutes of combat, I was like, okay, let's, <laughs> let's head back to the storm rider. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm exhausted. Bye. All these sevens uh, and fours that I've been rolling have really taken a toll. Poor, I got to get little, the F out of here. Poor little halfling Bosch trying to, uh, or no gnome. He's even smaller than a halfling. He's a gnome. Yeah, he's a gnome. Uh, trying to like scramble up these buildings and across rooftops. Oh, and by the way, you're, you, you're, um, use of key points for uh step of the wind to get across a gap that you couldn't normally jump was excellent that was really because that was a i think a like a 12 foot gap and bosh Bosch has a nine foot jump (laughs) right yeah that wasn't gonna good job good good job doing that um so yeah i'm all about using those key points can't wait to level up again to get more of them because they really come in handy oh but actually hold on hold on hold the phone you're not talking about pause the, the best part of the entire okay tell me session. what tell me the best part so bosh is on the roof he's tussling with this cowboy skeleton he's mm-hmm. like huh what what yeah what are he he hits him he tries to hit him with the, the the staff it misses because i i again i suck at video games i suck at rolling dice what can i say and then i use my bonus action for an unarmed attack and it lands kills the cowboy skeleton he crumbles into dust what does bosh do he puts on that cowboy takes his rotting he takes his rotting cowboy hat puts it right on his head and then progress and then he like goes off to hide somewhere but what did i do in the game folks that's right i stepped away to use the bathroom and i came back wearing a real honest cowboy hat hat. didn't say anything about it (laughs) Until and so we just I just let you continue running the campaign. I you know because I was like you just looking at it and then I hear you just go, all right. So then you turn and God damn it, Ted. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was great because I was like obviously very involved in like running this combat encounter because you know for players you take your turn and then you kind of are passive. But right. I'm involved you check, you in check every Twitter threads for yeah. whether you're PS5 or not. <laughs> but I'm involved in every turn, either, you know, helping figure out what the players do or what the enemies do. Or uh, we also had mm-hmm. two ally NPCs in this encounter helping out. So I was like very involved in not looking up at the screen that shows um, everybody on Discord. Uh, right and so then what i do i see you wearing this cowboy hat and i was just like oh my god i I mean you must have probably had it on for like five six minutes before i I... and it was hard because it was i couldn't like fit over my headphones either anyway but i loved it i loved it it was hilarious wait a lot of i I remember i stepped back on and right who is muted just immediately started laughing (laughs) He saw me and I saw him and I was just trying to stand there just like, <laughs> just like try to stand there as serious as possible. But oh, that's fantastic. Um. Anyway, yeah, that was a it was a real it was a real hoot and a holler as they say uh, in holler. cowboy times. Oh, that was um, great. Okay, so yeah, so I put on this hilarious hat. Everybody laughed. It was yeah. it was really really funny. Um. And then uh, you say save the day, and save the day. Went- Went to search uh, the uh, fallen enemy leader. Uh, I went to hide for some reason. I went to go into stealth mode. Even yeah, completely that, unnecessary. that surprised <laughs> me. Um, I after we you had more enemies, but I guess I was just hiding for well, no reason. It, and not only did you like hide, which was fine. You know that makes sense. You you still had a long distance to cover. There was still a rifleman up um, who could have taken a shot at you, but then you like ran away from the combat that everything was going on to your right you mm-hmm. ran left off of the building and we're like well, because a, i'll tell you why i did that there was a ladder there sure and i have had terrible rolls so there was no way in hell i was going to try to roll an acrobatics check to well, jump off the roof here's the this thing two foot um, gnome jumping off a 15 yeah. foot roof i don't think so Falling damage is only, I think it's 1d6 per 10 feet. And mm. so, like, the max damage you could have taken from that, I because I think what I was doing is a 1d6 for the first 10 feet, and then the second d6 halved 
for the second because it's only 15 it was a 15 foot building so you max would have taken nine points just jumping and i i throw in the acrobatics check to because i think if it's like a controlled fall from a reasonable distance like 15 feet and you nail your acrobatics you could easily jump and land and roll and if you do well at that not take damage that's kind of like a little homebrew rule i think like the falling damage in D &D needs some adjusting um also because like on the uh, on the other side of that there's a maximum you could fall from like 300 feet and i think the max is like 5d6 6d6 something like that there's a maximum damage for falling so like it is possible to fall an incredible distance and like not get killed by it so like the fall damage is silly um so yeah i mean maybe you didn't really understand that i tried to tell you that um probably didn't say it well or right um also, I'm not upset about it. Yeah. I was just like, just trying to be conservative. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. And it fits in the character. You know, he he ran off the back. He saw the ladder. Easy way to get down. And it was also just by a lot of luck from other people's damage rolls that the combat ended. You would have made it back to the combat on your next turn. You were close enough that mm-hmm. you would have been in striking distance on your next turn. I did throw a dart. You did throw I a dart. That, and yeah. it might have hit. Yeah. Oh no, it missed. If the dart you I think you were just yeah, out of range just, and, you, and I was like it's going to it's You had to roll with disadvantage. Yeah, you had to roll with disadvantage. Right. Um So yeah, your next turn you would have been in range to engage again and it just happened that combat ended right then because the cultist got killed so quick he wasn't able to summon his third round of uh undead. Um, so let's talk about the cultist. How do you feel like it tied in with the campaign? What do you, cause so when you, the heroes searched him, uh, they found a dagger with some runic engravings and a demonic mm-hmm. pommel. They found yep. the crystal, uh, that he was using to summon the undead that, uh, as they like picked it up, the last of the magic like disappeared from it. And now it's just like a regular glass crystal. And Alexandria explained that this is just a, it's a magical item, but it's just something you can use to store a spell within. Mm-hmm. So that right. someone who may not necessarily have the spell to cast, themselves can use a charge of that item to cast the spell Mm. okay and then uh they found a token with the or like a medallion with the um guild of wonder is that what it's called yeah the guild of wonder yeah the guild of um, wonder which is like the antagonist group for lek um Mm -hmm. so they found those three items any thoughts on that i love it i love it i love them Honestly, I know we've like definitely played a lot with Greg and we've kind of like worked that in, but I'm, I, I was turning my head away from the microphone as I was talking. So <laughs> let me actually talk into the microphone now, folks. I think that I am really excited to see more Guild of Wonder stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing more, um, more of what they're about and where they came from because they seem to be a really omnipresent force in this world. So that'll be fun mm-hmm. for me to see. Um, and yeah, I just I don't want to speculate because I am looking forward to being surprised. Yeah, cool, good. So we so we are on our way now. We returned to the Stormrider. We were like, "Where's Greg?" We don't know. Mm-hmm. We lost him because we were being noble. Mm-hmm. Just goes to show you that being noble sucks. You should never <laughs> do it. Um, <laughs> and we um, are back on the Stormrider. Uh, Barter found that chest which was privileged information for him our characters don't know that he has that mm-hmm. um i think there's ever going to be any times where you're like okay this is just for you well already yeah um i you know i mentioned to sam there's a letter in the chest that i w- am going to write out for him to have um to read at the start of next session and that's something he can choose to share or not share what's on it. Love it. Hell yeah. Um, I'm excited to see uh, what happens soon. I think it's going to be a really great sesh. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a really, uh, I'm looking forward to having more downtime to learn more about the Stormrider. And yep. who knows, maybe uh, 
get more confidence in the uh, Stormrider engineering department. Um, And yeah, I'm looking forward to next week and tracking down these dang old keepsakes that Mm -hmm, we lost. mm -hmm. Yeah, so you've chosen to... um, The the map that you uh, have and the the continents you saw in the Orb of Power uh, showed three continents that you guys recognized from the map, and the one closest to your current location uh, correlated to Raccoon's item. That it sort of showed Mm -hmm. Raccoon's face, it showed his item, and then it showed this continent. And that one was the closest. So that's going to be a couple days' journey on the Storm Rider. So you'll have a little downtime on the Storm Mm -hmm. Rider. Um, Yep. And then you'll arrive at this continent that is unknown. And even, you know, you wisely asked um, asked, uh, the captain... What do you guys know about this continent? And he said, this one is new to us. This, you know, uh, right. Has that's the thing about this world is that continents will just show up and leave. Yeah. Yep. Which is really annoying, but no, I like it. It's a really cool story mechanic, but it's, but from a, from, from my genuine concern for Bosch, I'm like, yikes. Yeah. What's happening. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's, um, it's a. I think it's a, both a cool story mechanic. It's also a very convenient story mechanic for me. I mean, because this. Well, that's. I mean, there's no fault in that. Come on. No. Yeah. It, no. I. I wasn't. I wasn't saying it was copping out or anything. But you know, the the idea of the tetherverse and these continents that swirl around each other and collide with each other or just straight pass through each other and how ones can develop at different time speeds because you know they're out in space connected by a magical electric tether um you know they might go through some sort of time anomaly and advance 500 years in the time that uh, the other continents only go a couple of weeks so um the whole idea for that was a so that the players could be whatever they wanted if they wanted to be steampunk if they wanted to be the, from the future if they wanted to be from uh you know like a film noir type setting you know like an la la confidential detective something yes. like that they could be whatever they wanted to be in this world and it would fit in that was reason number one reason number two was so that players could drop out and there was a mechanical in-game reason for the character to not be available for that session um, because the character could get warp stormed out right and then return back and we did that a couple of times early on um, when someone had to miss and very fortunately no one has had to miss the past couple of weeks which is i know that's awesome. been wild that's wild that's yeah, actually I think really we're, cool i think we're on like to miss. we're on like four sessions in a row with everybody being there which oh, is, man, i didn't even think of that that's wild for like a weekly a weekly thing for adults that is incredible <laughs> <laughs> for yeah. adults three of whom have children mm-hmm. one of whom is back in school and mm-hmm. then there's Ted, who is just, just fuck you. <laughs> fuck, I'm doing shit too. I'm, I'm, work, I'm no, working. I'm working. Dude, I was. Out, okay. <laughs> oh my god. I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to. Say, <laughs> I was going to say, living in Cali, being awesome. <laughs> oh, that yeah. Well, great way to retcon that one too, pal. We've been doing a lot of retcon as the campaign progresses. But anyway, yeah. No, that is what I was going to say. I honestly, sincerely, that's what I was going to say. I won't show up now. How dare you? Shame on you. Uh, anyway, fantastic. Uh, all right. So here's where we go from here. We're just waiting. For, uh, we just wait till Tuesday. Yeah, I think we just wait for Tuesday. I have something so good in store. I'm not going to give any spoilers. I'm really excited about this week coming up. Um, okay. Obviously, I'll, you know, I think you can probably draw the conclusion that it is being rec- the, the continent that is connected to Raccoon's item. Uh, it's going to feature him pretty heavily um hopefully hopefully steve can make it on tuesday <laughs> but uh, fortunately you know what else fortunately i also have um a plan b um oh. yeah i have something i'm gonna have to work it up and a little a bit more Bosch. Yep. plan barter i have a uh plan b and b in case i need to call an audible i do have a, another idea in store 
Um, and so hopefully Steve will be there. I'd like to do, uh, you know, plan A, but I do have something in my back pocket, as it were, mm. in case in case I need to pull that out. Because it wouldn't be very good for Steve being like, oh, yeah, so uh, this is the week that's going to be a big character development for you. Uh, you missed it. Well, here's what happened. And you're different now. <laughs> right. That's not, that's not going to play. Mm. No, no. But I'm excited to see how it goes. I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah, me too. Um, and... Uh, who knows? Maybe next week I'll have a PlayStation 5. That would be awesome. That'd be super cool. That'd be wild. Do you have a PlayStation? No. I do not. Nope. 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 I, mean, I have some friends back east who are like, they all have PS5s, and I'm like, I want to play games. I want, I want to get a PlayStation. I did just get God of War for PC. So, oh, yeah. uh, like, more and more what were exclusive games are coming to PC, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I'm less likely to get a console. I think we talked again. about this last time, but did you play Horizon Zero Dawn? Nope, not yet. That's a good. That's, that's yeah, a good one. I need too. to. I I want to do that one too. Um, I'll actually share a little story of why a big reason why I switched to PC. So I. All right, folks, stand by for those of you listening at home. Now it's time for a new segment called Merits Tangents. Here we go. Stand by. Uh, See, your song is different. Than it mine. is different. It is good. I like both of them. Um, so I was, I've been an Xbox player for many, many, many years. Like mm. the original Xbox, Xbox 360, and then the Xbox yes. One. I was a day one, off. day one buyer of the Xbox One. I, Whoa, really? Yep. Yep. Wow. I uh, started streaming from the Xbox using the Kinect. It worked great. It had the game on there. It had me on there, you know, all from the console. It was working Mm -hmm. pretty well. Um, You know, I dipped my toe in the water before making the investment of, you know, what a PC and a PC streaming setup costs. Right. And so I've been doing some games. I did The Witcher. I did Destiny. I did a couple of games on and on. And then I was like, you know what? I want to go back and do The Witcher some more. I tried to get the witcher playing i could play the game it would show me but it would not show the game it was like the xbox home screen on the stream where Uh the game was Uh supposed to be Uh and i was like what is going on this is so weird and so i contacted twitch to see what it was and someone actually responded and said yeah that's not us you're gonna have to contact the game developers or you're gonna have to contact xbox i contacted both of them i actually heard back from both of them xbox at first said yeah this isn't us contact the game developer i contacted the game developer they said yeah this is not definitely not us Mm -hmm. i went back to xbox again after a couple back and forths xbox finally responded oh this game is censor, censored by Microsoft because there Whoa. are there are brief moments of nudity in the game. Right. And I was like, I said, okay, I am an adult. I own this console. I own this game. I say my stream is for a mature audience. Who are you? to censor the content I produce. I like right. I understand yes you own like it is a Microsoft console, but the fact that they like at one point I could stream it successfully, then they changed it and I could not on something wow. I own. This isn't like something I rent. This isn't this is using the Xbox Live service only for the internet connection. Um but it's not like an online game. And so it's like okay, so there's brief moments of nudity, but you're fine with like kids playing these murder simulators there's some like really gory violent like not just like not just like call of duty stuff like horror murder each other games and i'm like you're okay with that possibly with children streaming it but you're not gonna let an adult stream one of like the greatest digital art masterpieces yes because there's a boob on the screen for 20 seconds not even 
And so then it was oh like, you know God. what? No, I'm done. I'm th- that was the moment where it's like, you know what? I'm going to get a PC and I'm probably never going to buy an Xbox again. And fortunately, I really don't need to because Xbox Game Pass is so good that a- a- any Xbox exclusives you can play on PC. I've been playing Halo Infinite on PC. Like it used to be you could only play Halo on an Xbox. And now I don't uh-huh. need you don't need it anymore. I know I'm still giving my money to um Microsoft, that wasn't ever really the issue. The issue was they were censoring the console and what I could do with it. It's like, I already know the technology's there. You let me do it before, and now you've changed it, and I can't. So, (laughs) anyways, long story short. That's that's really irritating. Yeah, long story short, I don't have an Xbox or a PlayStation. I'd like a PlayStation, but I don't really feel the need. The only games on the PlayStation I feel like I'm missing out on are Ghost of Tsushima and the Spider-Man games. Because now that I got God oh, of dude. now that I've got God that's of War, Spider-Man, that's oh, Spider-Man it looks game so good. Lit. It looks it's so, so good. Lit. Yeah, I, so I, good. I I am missing out on those, but like you know, I, I'm surviving. I have plenty of other God things. Good. God of War is good too. But for those of you listening for this this entire, you you cut out, Ted. Something happened. Oh, it did. Yep. Really? You're back. You're back. Can't now. hear me. Nope. Now I can. Here's the thing, folks. I'm not good at video games. So for those of you listening at home, I'm just going to reiterate what I said. I started playing God of War on normal. Mm-hmm. And have you started it yet, Merritt? I've only played about 30 minutes. I haven't gotten very far. Okay. Well, you you did the first thing, right? I the first I got to the first group of droggers. I haven't yet got the deer. So you know you're hunting that deer. Yeah, I like okay, I yeah, barely so like, started. Very, I barely very, started. Very okay. Yeah. Okay, um, so then I won't say anything. Um, just play more, and we'll talk about it next week Sounds on good. Dungeon Master Level Awesome. One. Yes, I, that's, our, that's our time for sure. Uh, thank you so much for our listener out there. We appreciate you. Uh, this has been Dungeon Master Level 1. I am your <laughs> – we, we barely talked about D&D this time, but it's hard with the – It doesn't like, matter. It's one combat thing. Yeah. People don't listen. Yeah, the combat People don't listen to this. But they yeah. don't listen to this for just for combat recap recaps. Yeah, thing. next next week's podcast is going to be really good. It, there's, it's I think it's going to be good. Oh, yeah? yeah, I think because because I think the session is going to be really good. So I think there's going to be a lot is of time coming about. back. Uh, not next week. He's going to be back the week after that. I think. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Anyways, cool. This has been Dungeon Master Level One. I am your Dungeon Master Merritt Smith. With me, as always, was my amigo especial Ted. Thank you for being <laughs> here. <it> was. <laughs> <laughs> and folks, thanks Good so much night, for everybody. Follow at the Irish Good night. <laughs> <laughs>